Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discover It Podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about identifying complex trauma. Uh, Jeff is going to be doing the presentation tonight, so we'll go ahead and uh, give him the mic. Go ahead, uh, Jeff. Thanks, Paul. So today, the topic is complex trauma. It's important to differentiate complex trauma from the other form of trauma relevant to um, psychological that can be a precursor to psych- different psychological disorders and conditions. Uh, the primary form of trauma that people think about uh, uh, is called simple trauma, which is usually ca- caused by a one-time event that directly caused the trauma. These, this can be things such as rape, home invasion, robbery, robbery or watching someone get killed. Complex trauma, on the other hand, is when a person is in a an ongoing situation or environment where they do not feel safe um, for a prolonged period of time. You can feel like you grow up constantly walking on eggshells and looking over your shoulder. And a key piece of complex trauma is that you live in a con- in a uh, live in an environment where you can never re- relax fully. Um, that is a key piece to complex trauma. So it sheds, complex trauma sheds light on a lot of different disorders and conditions. Uh, it's been found, it's been more recently bit being connected to as a root cause of conditions like ADHD, addiction, anxiety disorders, oppositional defiance disorder, attachment disorders, psychotic disorders, bipolar uh, or borderline personality disorders, uh, narcissism, and phobias. It also directly it can directly cause self-esteem issues, um, may cause you to have difficulty handling stress, and it explains uh, different ways in which people engage in relationships. Uh, when a person is in a place, the definition of complex trauma is uh, when a person is in a place uh, where they do not, where they perceive that they are in danger, or where they uh, where they can't prevent it, uh, the danger from happening, or they can't handle it. So complex trauma can develop in, there are two pieces that go into developing complex trauma. The first is um, there are events that happen that must pre, uh, that are is a precondition for the pre- complex trauma, like having a very demanding and uh, authoritarian father that's like, a father who always demands that things go his way and that you do what he says and don't ask questions. Um, and the second piece to complex trauma that can cause complex trauma developing to develop is the, uh, the individual's perception of the event. So a child growing up in an environment where their father yells and it doesn't really bother him and he just, you know, yells back and, you know, it's no big deal, um, he may not or she may not develop complex trauma but an individual who is uh, very sensitive, um, or more sensitive at least than the child who yells back, um, may perceive that same event as dangerous. Um, um, you know, dad yelling can become very traumatic to to the child, and it's very common for people who 
experience complex trauma to believe they did not have any trauma to begin with. Even children who go through, um, who may have uh, lived in at one point in their life a war zone, um, they um, have been known to uh, report that they don't think they experienced any trauma because what they grew, they grew up in those conditions and it, they became almost desensitized to it and it became a their they developed a sense of normalcy in that environment that was dangerous. But it led to them developing certain coping mechanisms and certain beliefs about themselves and the world that uh, can be very unhealthy, and it can lead to, again, certain disorders, um, such as anxiety disorders or uh, difficulty controlling your anger or handling anger in an inappropriate way. Um, it can mean that when you uh, go from uh, living in an uh, environment that is very dangerous, where uh, that that develops your complex trauma, to to going into an environment that's very safe and normal, you will actually experience that that environment that is actually safe. You can actually experience. Uh, you can actually come to think that this is weird. This family, you know, this family that is living in a normal environment, I'm visiting, but. It's it's strange. They're, they you have a sense that this the family that you're visiting um, is strange or is abnormal, but in reality, it's your family who may have um, um, the abnormal living conditions. So there are four causes of complex trauma. Um, the first cause is growing up in a family um, of abuse. These can be physical abuse, emotional abuse, or sexual abuse. Um, um, and it can include environments where there was bullying, um, such as at school, or a dictatorial father. Um, again, this is a father who's a um, who needs to have things go his way and doesn't allow you to ask questions. It's just you will obey him, and there's no um, reasoning. There's no give and take, and, and, and no trying to get you to understand why. Um, why the the rules he has imposed or the things he's having you do, why, there's no reasoning behind it. It's just you obey him because he is the authority figure in the house. Another cause of, tra of complex trauma is neglect. Uh, and it's uh, recent research has been showing that neglect um, can actually be more dangerous or more damaging than abuse. And, um, and it's seen in families uh, where the parents are workaholics and they – are therefore not around or not emotionally available when you are going through something um, that is emotionally um, troubling or emotionally painful. Normally a parent um, in a more healthy household, when they see their child is emotionally upset or in pain, will take the time to try to go over the emotions, listen to the child's emotions, identify the emotions that the child is dealing with, and then teach them ways of handling those emotions effectively. Um, but in a household where the parent is distant or doesn't have the tools to deal with the emotion, emotions themselves, um, or maybe has tools to deal with them that are unhealthy, like, uh, you know, they tell you to suck it up or be a man or something like that, that can, um, that can, that those aren't necessarily healthy ways of dealing with the emotion. Um, um, and especially if they tell you that it's not okay or make you feel like it's not okay to express those emotions, that can be, over time, a form of complex trauma, develop into a form of complex trauma. Uh, the um, 
third way complex trauma can uh, develop is through abandonment. And this can take a lot of different forms. So uh, being sent to child protective services, you are being taken away from your parents. Even if they're not good parents, you're still being taken away from them, and that can lead to a feeling of abandonment. Your safe, secure home um, um, or divorce um, can be another um, um, situation that can lead to feelings of abandonment, which then leads to complex trauma because your safe, secure home is now rocked. The loss of uh, a parent or a close loved one, um, maybe they died or maybe you moved away. Um, uh, um, um, if you lose a parent or a close loved one who you relied on, this can be a factor in complex trauma. Even babies who were adopted at a time when they were really young before they could even develop memories of their parents have actually been um, showing signs of complex trauma. They've actually, um, they lose the stable connection to one parent who, um, who they have, who, you know, they were at, uh, from birth a around and they were taken away from that parent. Um, even before memories form, they still can associate, they still have feelings about being taken away from that self and uh, safe environment. And that, um, although they may not be able to remember what caused it, being taken away can lead to those, to a perpetual state of um, discomfort or per, per, perpetual feelings of abandonment um, that you can't address because you don't remember what the cause was. Um, other causes, the other causes of the feeling of abandonment um, can be maybe you grew up in a household um, where one parent was in the military, so you moved around a lot. Um, and you didn't have um, a stable friend group, a stable school, a stable uh, house where you were growing up. You kept on moving. You kept on having to adapt to these new environments, meeting new people. Um, and that can lead to the feeling of abandonment. The fourth and final way um, that uh, complex trauma can develop is uh, from a failure to meet one of the 12 basic needs um, um, that a child will, that every child has. Um, and I'll go through some of those needs now. Um, one of the most basic uh, uh, needs that a child must have satisfied is a need for safety. So a need for food and shelter. Uh, that is, that can be, lead to complex trauma if, for example, a parent, it, you, both your parents are alcoholics and they're drunk and there's no food in the house. So you might have to go to um, your neighbors to beg for food. Um, another need is to feel valued and respected. Uh, um, children need to be, uh, they, if children are told that uh, they are stupid or less than or um, somebody in, the, in their family or one of their, somebody in their peer group makes fun of them constantly and makes them feel like they are not accepted, then that child is constantly um, at risk for be, of being hurt because nobody accepts them. Um, it's the most subtle form of, of complex trauma, and it's also a form that a lot of people tend to convince themselves isn't a form of trauma because they're like, oh, I grew from it. I, I, um, um, I am now out stronger because of it, but um, the need to be accepted from your peers and from your family is, very, is a very strong need, um, and, it can lead to a form, and it can lead to complex trauma. Um, again, similar to the need to be accepted is the need to belong. So if you are the black sheep of your family um, and you are always being compared to your 
um, to a sibling or uh, somebody else in your family um, in a way that makes you seem less than or less capable um, or um, being told that you should, that you, um, if only you could be more like this person, uh, that will make you feel like you're not good enough um, and it can develop into complex trauma. Um, the need for validation, all children have a need for validation. If the child is never given validation but only criticisms, um, uh, this can lead to complex trauma. Uh, the, uh, it can also lead to, again, complex trauma can lead to the to feelings of low self-esteem. So when you aren't getting um, validation from uh, people you crave validation from, usually an authority figure or a father figure, um, that will lead to feelings of low self-esteem because you won't feel like you're good enough and later develop into complex trauma. Um, the, uh, the need for life, for you to perceive that life is just and fair. So this can take the form of a household in which a rule is inconsistently enforced. And uh, the rule might be um, in, enforced when the father or mother is in a bad mood or neutral mood, and they're just like, well, this is the rule, you broke it. Um, so you have to be punished for it. If This can be problematic if um, maybe one day the child breaks the rule and it's not enforced. Um, and, you know, uh, then that can lead the child to be like, well, there's no, there's inconsistent consequences to my actions. So they don't know what's going to happen when they perform a certain behavior. So even if they are performing, uh, breaking a rule, um, um, they know the consequences of the action. It can actually make them feel like they're in a safer environment if that if they have to deal with the consequences of those actions, because at least the um, the effect of the consequences of their actions have a predictable effect. If the if the consequences of your actions cannot be predicted, then that can lead you to feel unsafe and, and like you're walking on eggshells. Um, honesty is another. Uh, as uh, another basic need, and if that need is not filled, it will lead to complex trauma. For instance, in a household where you are not permitted to express certain emotions or express certain ideas or thoughts, um, if you're made to feel like those thoughts or feelings are not good or or, or not good or not valid uh, feelings to have, this can make you feel um, feel unsafe in that household because you need an outlet to express those thoughts and those feelings. Um, and the um, another way in which your need for for honesty can be uh, can not be fulfilled is if you tell somebody something and they go blab to it about everybody because then you no longer have um, somebody you can trust and rely on to keep a secret. It's then it's that it can you learn that you can only depend on yourself and you have to be very careful about telling other people uh, things because that can be dangerous and can lead to you being hurt. Um, another one, um, another need is to have consistent boundaries. Um, if those, when a child grows up um, in an environment where they feel unsafe or in pain, um, or sorry, for, for the consistent boundaries, you just need them to be reinforced consistently um, or those boundaries to be upheld consistently because if those boundaries are crossed that can lead you to feeling uh, feeling unsafe in that environment 
Um, so when a child grows up in an environment where they feel unsafe, um, in other words, they're in pain, they want to find a solution to that pain. However, in an environment uh, that causes complex trauma, nothing they try actually resolves the trauma that they, the trauma or pain that they have, and they their brain ends up coming up with the idea that you know there's no that my pain has no solution. And that can lead to a diff, uh, several different conclusions on part of the individual um, responding to the individual experiencing the trauma. And that can uh, therefore lead to uh, several different solutions to try to uh, escape from that pain. So the f one way on which you uh, uh, can try to escape from the pain is you develop priorities. So your number one priority becomes, um, I don't want to be hurt, and so I won't let myself be hurt again. Um, but then this has to be balanced with the 12 needs that you have. So um, your first priority is not getting hurt, but you still have the need for belonging and being accepted by others. And you don't, uh, you'll, you become lonely if you isolate yourself. So this can lead to um, being like, I'm going to get my needs met. And the way you do that is um, by engaging in fake intimacy. Uh, and this can work for a short period of time, but in the long run, you end up hurting yourself because you can never maintain a healthy, consistent relationship. I think a lot of disorders, one disorder that might um, evolve from this sort of priority, um, from this sort of solution, can be borderline personality disorder, um, where people are constantly in one relationship after another, after another, after another, and they're, um, or have constant one-night stands, because they're getting, you know, validation and the um, intimacy they crave, but it's short-lived um, over time because they learn if they rely on the person that they're with, they will um, end up inevitably getting hurt. Um, another way in which you resolve uh, trauma is with the fight, flight, or freeze response. So for the fight response, if this is the solution that you uh, resolve, resolve to use, um, you may resort to using anger um, um, so that, you know, you'll say to yourself, I will hurt them before they hurt me. Um, or you may, or that anger may turn inward and you may begin to, you may blame yourself for the pain and you may therefore punish yourself for the pain in order to prevent yourself from getting hurt. Um, you believe that punishing yourself will prevent yourself from getting hurt in the future. Um, the, if you resort to the flight response, you, this is, uh, for individuals who say there's no solution to my pain, so there's no point, um, so there, therefore there's no point going through it. Therefore, um, this individual will run at the first sign of danger. Um, now this later becomes, uh, turns into the individual, um, um, thinking whether subconsciously, most likely subconsciously, but it could be consciously, I suppose. Um, this later become, turns into the individual saying, why wait until um, I'm in pain? Um, they therefore say, like, as soon as I feel stress or discomfort, then they run away. They get out of that situation as fast as possible. Next, uh, then, then that later turns into um, um, you that individual running at any point 
if they see any sign of da- see or perceive any sign of danger. Uh, this can mean the that you will go uh, that you will go in situations you will go well. This situation may become dangerous later, um, and therefore you extricate when you can like when you can hypothesize that there this situation may turn into a dangerous one, even if there's no sign of danger currently. Uh, when you get triggered, um, you only have a split second to respond, um, and uh, you also engage in when you are triggered, your emotions are uh, engaged very intensely, with a very high intensity. Um, this means um, that when you are in a normal situation that is um, safe, comfortable, and mo- most people without who aren't experiencing com- complex trauma would normally relax in this situation, you may go, um, uh, you may uh, end up um, you are waiting for the other shoe to drop. You are waiting for the situation that is calm and safe to turn into something dangerous. So you end up sabotaging it and ruining the ruining uh, ruining the environment um, because uh, you are convinced something bad will happen eventually. So you just want to get it over with. Um, another important point um, is that instead of running um, away from um, of running away physically, so you you leaving the situation that makes you feel unsafe, you may escape through uh, through using distraction. So this is the freeze response. So instead of physically extricating yourself from the situation, you freeze in the situation and you escape internally. Uh, so you will fill your life with uh, maybe video games or television, movies, reading books, um, or even escape into your imagination um, in your head um, just to isolate yourself. Um, you cut yourself off from uh, – another aspect of the freeze response is uh, you cutting yourself off from emotions that may cause you pain. Um, so, therefore, you identify which emotions are not safe for you to, to feel because if you express them, um, you, uh, will, they will ca- it will cause you to be made fun of or ridiculed. Others may say that if I may say um, – if I don't care about anything, uh, then I won't get hurt. So this is where you get the apathetic, I don't care sort of behavior. But in truth, um, you really do care. If you're being honest, you really do care, um, which is why you adopt this attitude in hopes that you won't get hurt. Um, in the most severe cases uh, of complex trauma, your brain will actually block out the memory entirely. So individuals with very severe trauma end up Losing uh, the brain actually ends up blocking out um, large portions of their lives of their life um, that because um, remembering it can um, be so traumatic, um, so damaging that the individual may not be able to function normally um, if they remember it. So actually, uh, a really good way of understanding the way in which memory works and, and uh, memory works within us is there are two parts to memory. Um, there's the emotion, and there's the actual uh, memory of the episode in, uh, epi- uh, episode in question. So the way emotions actually evolved is uh, they evolved as tags for your memory. So uh, particularly negative emotions are very were 
um, evolutionarily speaking, very useful for tagging emotion. So the way it was explained to me was, you know, you have a thousand opportunities to remember or to learn that, you know, Greg is nice, but you only have one chance to learn that a bear might kill you. So a negative, a memory that is tagged with a negative emotion is much more powerful and is remembered much more easily um, because it is that much more important for you to remember it. And um, the, the emotion, the motion aspect to the memory and the episode, uh, episode the actual uh, bit, like visualization that you can get of the memory itself are stored in two different places. Um, so people who have very um, strong, who have experienced very powerful complex trauma uh, can disassociate these two par parts of their, parts of their um, memory. And the, they block out, the brain actually blocks out the, the memory for what happened, but the emotion is still there. So you will find yourself responding emotionally to events, um, but you can't remember the, actual, the original event that caused you to respond in that emotional way to it. Um, so you'll be, become triggered by some, some um, seemingly normal uh, situation um, and, and end up becoming, uh, having a very intense emotional response, and you can't identify what, what originally caused you to behave that way in the first place. Yeah, I think that uh, concludes uh, my presentation for complex memory. Jeff, that was a very fascinating presentation you gave this evening. I uh, want to thank you. It was very informative also. Um, in the past 26 years, can you relate one incident in your life that uh, you had complex tra trauma and uh you just realized it recently? Well, I would say that um, uh, there was there was an individual in my house with my father who would be, he would either be, you know, at work or watching TV. Uh, and when he would engage with us, um, it was... More, it was very much more dictatorial. It was like, you're going to do what I say, when I say it, and you're not going to ask questions. Um, and um, that caused me to um, kind of, whenever he was, you know, shouting or yelling at us, I would actually um, withdraw and just like kind of shut down. I wouldn't really respond. I just let him shout, and then I just wouldn't respond. Um, and then, you know, after I did what he told him, I, uh, what he told us to do, I would just you know, leave and maybe go escape and play video games or watching TV myself. So I was actually escaping. I, I and it would end up escaping um, um, away from that pain internally or through some sort of distraction. Um, but yeah, that's one way in which uh, complex trauma has uh, definitely affected me in the uh, uh, in my life. Thank you for the presentation and also for sharing your own. Um incident of complex trauma in your life. So let's go to uh, Ray. Ray, you online, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. In the in the past uh, years, uh, how could you identify complex trauma in your life, and how did you resolve it? 
I dealt with some complex trauma growing up. Uh, I had a, I dealt with the uh, authoritarian father and uh, a mother that struggled with drugs and um, also different forms of uh, emotional abuse. Um, I just resolved it from, you know, constantly working on the self the effects of those things, looking at how they're tied into my behaviors and how I respond to different relationships and kind of, you know, taking that stuff apart like a, you know, a scientist doing an experiment and trying to figure out where certain things from the past could have uh, tied into current state of mind, current behaviors, um, self-sabotage, stuff like that. And one thing at a time, using the three-step method to uh, identify, confront, and be proactive about changing those behaviors into something more more healthy. Very good. Really appreciate that uh, sharing. Um, Just comes to, brings my own thoughts about the past, complex trauma, uh, at a very young age, I can remember um, not knowing then what it was, but I remember situations of abuse and neglect that happened to me. And uh, up until I got into 20s or 30s year, year old is when I realized that uh, I needed to start dealing with and confronting these things that, I had been exposed to, and that's when I went back to uh, school, got my education, and started realizing, going through the uh, psychology courses, what were really happening or what had happening to me in the past. And uh, that's when I started to create the three-step method, identify, confront, and become proactive, which helped me to resolve a lot of the issues of complex trauma in the past. And uh, I'm so glad that I caught it at such a young age rather than, you know, getting